Okay. Whoa, I am. Okay, part two. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. We're doing even more counting today. But today we have my own drum machine in. One, two, three, four. So, the loud thud uh, represents the heartbeat in... Uh, goes back to when you're, when you're in the womb and stuff like that. That's where rhythm first comes from. Um, when you're in the womb and you hear the, the mother's heartbeat. And that's where it, your first ever uh, interaction with time was or whatever. So listen, the low thud is called the kick drum or bass drum. And it sounds like this. So anytime you hear that, it's beat one. Okay? So here it is in context. One, two, three, four. Alright? Okay. Next we have the hi hat, which sounds like t t t t. It's like sibilance, sibilance. Uh, when you say stuff like say stuff science, that kind of harsh sound. That's a hi hat. So the drum, you hit, you hit that with your with your hand, and you hit the the loud drum with your foot. So it'll be one, one, two, three, four, and then there's that crack. Uh, which can either be, in this case, it's a can clap. So we have your mother's heart on uh, beat one, and then we have the everyone gets together and do it, do a clap, and then we have some some high information there. So this one here, one, two, three, four. Okay, this one only happens. The clap only happens on beat three, and this low thud here. Um, only happens on beat one in this situation. So, uh, where are we here? One and two and three and four and, and so on. Okay, so I'm going to play it and we're going to count it together. So we will be doing that in a, in a few moments. We will be uh, experimenting that. And just for my own reference, the patch is number one six five. Okay. Anyway at 90 BPM. So we're gonna be doing even more uh, action-packed stuff today. We'll be doing this again, 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 again. But um, what we'll be doing in today's lesson, you can already have a look there at the at the screen if you would like. So we'll, we'll be practicing over the next few lessons this strumming pattern which is right here. At the bottom that sounds like this. One and two and three and four and Okay, one and two and three and four and so that's uh, a down strum on beats one, three and four and an up strum on the and after the four. Okay. Woo, woo, woo. Vegan Steven, here we go. Um, so we have three chords, very exciting stuff. Three brand new chords we're learning today. So hopefully you guys already know your, you've gone from the start of the course, who knows. We're not all, uh, sometimes if you're feeling cheeky you'll skip right to the end, so we'll see what happens. So on the screen there you can see three brand new exciting chords. I absolutely adore these chords, I'm not gonna, not gonna lie, I love, I really love these chords. Uh, they sound like, um, it's uh, E7, A7 and D7. Alright, so very lovely, luscious sounding chords. Here's the chords we've been learning for the last few lessons, okay? We got, uh, we got E, and A, and D, okay? Now we're going to listen to all them chords again, but this time it's going to be the seventh version, okay? Which are the three chords we learned today. So once again, here's major. E, A, D. Alright, this is some good ear training for you. Now here's the seventh versions of those. E7, A7, sounds kind of suspenseful, and D7. So once again, E, I'll do them side by side now. So here's the two E's, E major, E7, now A major, into A7, now D, into D7. Alright, so, oh, I love these chords. Excellent for jazz. 
and just to be honest I don't really play much jazz but normally if someone says to you uh, I'll make it a little bit jazzy you just put one of these seven you just swap out one of your regular chords in that blues format for um, for a seventh and it just adds extra sense of class to the to the piece it's uh, it's it's very nice I just I just like it <laughs> it's just it's just me keep saying uh, oh it's very nice again and again and again or boosting the audio up to, to number eight there we're gonna see how we get on with the, the new audio levels okay <clears throat> So we're gonna learn these. Uh, we're gonna learn these, and we're gonna go through the fingering of all these, and then we're gonna go over the string names, and I'm gonna remind you. Oh, and hopefully, if we have time, we're gonna go through all the different plec types. Okay, so we're gonna go through your standard uh, tortex, I think it is pronounced, plastic, uh, which is used as a plectrum, your fingers and how they sound, and then a coin, a metal coin, standard enough currency. Alright, we're still we're still working. We're still working. Just touching the mic there. Say hello to you. I wanna wanna interact. Alright, I think this might be lesson seven perhaps. So I'm doing a recap of less what was done in lesson four, because lesson four is now up there for everyone. If there anyone's here in lesson four, it was just changing strings and so on. And the best way to do that. So and we're also gonna go through how to hold a plectrum today. So cheapers, we've loads to do. So we mightn't get through it all today, but we're just gonna we have it already for ourselves there, okay? So this is what we're we're moving on. You, you're after progressing from your three basic chords, and now we're. Um, we are going to learn three new chords. All right, so we won't do the, <laughs> won't do the flex just yet. Okay, let's get into how we do these seventh chords. This is really interesting. Or shall we not? <laughs> I keep I keep playing with your hearts here. Okay, so listen. I have in my hand, um, I have in my hand some items, okay? So I have a plectrum, I have one plectrum, um, this is one of my favourite types of, uh, of, this is a 70, this is a 0.71 millimetre plectrum, I have a 10 cent coin in my hand, and I'm going to use my thumb, okay? So what do these three options represent? to you guys. You will be able to hear with your own ears. I'm very excited for you guys personally because um, I've always wanted, I always wished I had a teacher like me. I know this, that sounds very kind of, <laughs> I'm, ju I'm just basically teaching right now what I wish people had taught me. Like all oh, the lessons I wish I'd known and I was kicking myself like how did I not see this? It was, it was right there in front of me all these years. So that's what I'm trying to, I'm giving back to, to the universe here and we're going to see, we're going to see what happens. And maybe someday in 10 years, some lad will come up to me in a coffee shop and say, Are you that vegan Stephen lad? And I'll say, yes. And they'll say, geez, you're some prick, but I like that guitar lesson you did. You taught me uh, how to play guitar. So fair play to you. Uh, so that would be, that'd be nice someday. Okay, here we go. Anyway, so three options that, that you can use. All equally equal. We have the original guitar players. Um, back from the lute days, which is one of the earliest versions of the guitar. Uh, things like lute, mandolin, and we can look into all the different uh, reincarnations, would that be the word? Um, Reinhabitations, recreations, evolutions, evolution, the evolution of guitars. Alright, they use their thumb, okay? Um, so you can use your thumb as in a plectrum style, going up and down. And you see this sound hole right here? That's like the speaker that lets all the sound out of the guitar. So ideally, you want to be behind the speaker, because if you put your hand in front of a speaker, even in the car, it's going to sound a little bit like, and, and this is how the guitar sounds. But if you take your hand away, you can it's no longer muffled, and you can hear it clearly. So that's um, an exaggeration of what would happen if you play with your hand over the sound hole. <laughs> so as we go, this is like a, a built-in EQ. So what is an EQ? Do you know in your car you have, uh, do you know like some people have low voices and some people have high voices and some people have in between? So you can change your guitar to having um, a high a high resonance or a low resonance, just like an old man going, 
hey, how are you getting on there? It's like your granddad. And then maybe your little sister's like, how are you getting on there? Oh my god! So if you want a higher resonance, you go back here towards the bridge, okay? So let's have a little listen to that high resonance. I'm going to play this on the E string, okay? So it's going to sound quite scratchy because I'm using a plectrum and so on. So that's quite a percussive sound. So that's another thing to take into account when you're using a tool. But uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I'll keep using the plectrum, just because it's a little bit easier to hear. So that's quite percussive. And it's quite tinny, isn't it? Now what we're going to do is we're going to play the opposite end, even past the fingerboard. Do you hear how lovely and woolly and warm that sounds? You're still getting that scratchy sound of the plectrum. I'm going to switch now to my thumb. Oh, that was gorgeous. Listen to that. If you can listen, that could put you to sleep, man. A little bit slower. It's like the Angeles. I'm doing an audition to get into the Angeles on the RTE News, by the way. I have to, I have to stand and look puzzled into the sky. Um, they said I, I wasn't. They said I wasn't funny though. So um, I don't know what that means. If they said I wasn't funny, so I guess that means my 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 career is having a podcast every day is over, according to the Angeles people. Anyway, here we go. Um, so here's the warm sound of of uh, playing back here. So once again, this is treble like all those high frequencies, and this is low like um, an elephant or an old man talking or someone just really low. This is right. High, low. Okay. The lower down the neck you go towards the headstock, the lower the pitch is going to be. All right. Let's listen to that. That's low, open string, as we go to the first fret, it's coming up, alright, and then as it goes right into the sound hole, the pitch is very, very high, and that's the same for all the strings, and that's how the fingerboard works. All you're doing is creating a smaller, I think the word is a nodal point, or um, okay, we're talking, we're, we're increasing the cycles, the string, um, has per second. Okay, so yesterday we talked about how if you hit an open string it goes around in a circle uh, 440 times per second. Now if I go up to, and we can actually, this is, this is a, um, this right here in my hand is, and it's even, it's even written down there, I don't know if you can see it, it says 440 on. So let's listen to those, this tuning fork. You always see this in cartoons. Do you hear that? Can you guys hear that? I don't know how loud it is on the microphone, hopefully very loud. You have to have it very up close to your ear. So that initial ping is, uh, I think it's a fifth bow, I think it's the E. So there's the, there's the initial attack of the sound, like the transient, which I believe is an E, which I believe is this one. And then it goes into this lower um, and so I think that's a fifth above. So it hits the attack is a fifth above, and then once the uh, decay starts to develop and the release of the sound, you hear the the low rumble of the A sound. So that's getting more into synthesis and how sound is created overall. <laughs> that may have gone over everyone's head. Um, I never did uh, physics for the leaving cert. Or in an exam, I've never done a physics exam of any kind, so I don't know how to uh, to reteach physics. But I think it's best just to sprinkle a little bit of physics, because music is just maths when you when you look at it or listen to it. So listen, that's A four forty, which is the same as this. Okay, so that's how people back in the old days used to tune the guitars. They bang this off something. It's called a tuning fork. And this piece of metal, all right, has a resonant frequency. We talked about resonant frequencies already, about how if you're at home and maybe your cooker starts vibrating at this note here, which is G on the third fret of the big E string. But if you go up one more to G sharp, um, up one more fret, the vibrations stop in the cooker, okay? So everything has a, um, a frequency that vibrates at. Now, this may be getting a little bit complicated, so just bear with me. Don't worry if you don't understand all this. I'm just banging this tuning fork. So, if this tuning fork, um, this represents, it has to do with the mass and, and size of the, the object and so on. So think about this, right? When we're, when we're playing the guitar at the fifth fret, we're creating a smaller space for the string to resonate, all right? So think of a tiny little violin. That's very small and very high pitched, isn't it? 
but when you get down to a big low string that and it has loads of room to resonate a big long distance between the two node points so it can spin around really slowly like 40 times per second or 60 times per second or 80 times per second one octave below this E string is I think this might be 140 I think E is 140 and then when you go down one octave which is the distance of this that's the distance of one octave somewhere over the rainbow so that first interval somewhere is one octave somewhere okay and if you're looking for a fifth interval use Star Wars da, 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 da. so um what have we been doing here? Um, so that's a fifth, and then you have your octave song. They're the most important too. We can do fourths another day. Point. I'll keep mentioning this stuff again, because again and again and again and again and again throughout these lessons, because there's just like it. Like, how do you condense like a lifetime's worth of guitar knowledge into a hundred hours? Um, I don't know, but it's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to condense my life's learning into 100 hours. I doubt we may have to do more than 100 hours, but the first 100 hours is 100% free, guaranteed. Anyway, um, so yeah, what I'm trying to get into, the bigger the item is, the, uh, the more opportunity it has to resonate with lower frequencies. So larger women tend to be able to hit uh, lower notes um, than smaller women. Uh, I'm just thinking of, when you think of the big opera singers, they're generally, in, when you just think of an opera singer in your head, you just think of a, like a fat woman, just be like, Whoa! and everyone's glasses smashing, alright? That stereotype is to do it, to do it like resonant frequencies and to do it mass of your body and so on. So listen, this note here, if you bang it off something, don't fat shame people! Listen, I'm just trying to, right, whatever. This is A. Boing. Oh, we're back to A. So listen, if we wanted to have a pitch, um, a tuning fork that recreated the note E, which is, I think it's a fifth below A, could be a fourth, I think it's a fifth or fourth or whatever. Um, we'll get into that another time. Um, we would need a much larger tuning fork, okay? Um, and sometimes you see tuning forks that do like a low C note and some of the lower notes on the piano and the tuning fork is like as big as a hammer alright and similarly if you want uh, to go a higher E the tuning fork will be, will be a bit smaller and so on alright so that's why the smaller strings are higher frequencies than the bigger strings alright so we're just talking about the strings and so on so Keep a look on that sheet there, we're going to go through all the string names and we're going to drill them in and once again the finger names, we're going to go over those finger names. Now Dr. Boogie did give different finger names so just be aware of that, you will be getting different, slightly different information from each teacher and they may even strongly conflict with each other. Well it's good just to give you guys um, all the information and then you can choose, you know, maybe you only want to watch the episodes with a certain teacher or whatever, who knows. It's up to you, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, okay. Here we go. So here is the, comment below if you want me to talk more about a certain subject. Here is the three um, we have one plectrum here, okay? This is a 0.75 millimeter plectrum, okay? So that means it's is one millimeter, okay? And this is 0.7 of one millimeter, okay? So here we go. Let's hear how this sounds. So we're just going to play what we play. We'll just maybe play the big E string and then the little E string. That seems fair enough. Let's try that with all of them. So here goes the plectrum. Now these are made out of plastic. So let's try this. Uh, big E. Little E. Alright, let's try.
try with our thumb now. Same exercise. Massive drop in volume. to the 10 cent coin. Gotta be a massive uh, rise in volume here I'd say. Alright, let's try them all in different, in different combinations. So once again, you can go into your press um, and just find a, 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 a 5 cent coin or whatever in, in the press. Um, you can also get a piece of any old credit card or anything in the house. You can chop it up with um, a scissors and then rope the edges on the carpet or, or a little wall to find to fine tune it out. Um, or else, finally, if you don't have 10 cents and you don't have a piece of old leap card or an old credit card to turn into a plectrum by cutting it up with the scissors and finding off the edges on the wall, you can finally use your thumb as a plectrum. Just the side right here where the bend is as a plectrum. Um, and then alternatively some people choose to use their fingernails and so on. Just so really use anything you want. I'll show you all the techniques over time and my personal favourite uh, picking style is hybrid which is when you use a plectrum and then you also pick some notes with your fingers whenever you want it. So it's my personal favourite. Um, so let's go through them all again. I'm moving a little bit further away from the mic this time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and uh, compensate my own volume with the force that I play with the velocity I apply to the guitar so that they all seem like a similar volume. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna start off with the thumb because I think that's the hardest for me to do. Okay, big E string. Most humans, here's the coin. Most humans confuse louder or better. Going back to the thumb, so don't confuse louder or better, it's just different. They're all focusing on different uh, frequencies in the harmonic series, which is how equalizers work. In every single note, there is all the harmonics. There's not just this note. There's and then there's and so on. That's a that's a very brief explanation on the harmonic series. But basically, when you hear one note, there's a lot of different notes hiding. And depending on what implement you use to strike the string, it will force different harmonics to be louder than others, okay? Causing different timbres or timbres. So similarly, if you, use it, if you play the same string on the same guitar, or whatever, it's made a different wood that's going to change the, the tone of the guitar. As Different strings will change the timbre of the guitar. And different... Uh, yeah. Alright, so... I think you, yeah, if you hit the same note, right, you can tell, I'm just going to go over timbers and timbers and all, wherever that's pronounced. So if something's, here's two instruments playing the exact same note. I'm going to sing it, um, and then I'm going to play the same note on guitar, and then I'm going to play the same note on this. And you're going to hear how uh, one is flesh, just made of water, we're made of water, right? And that's using one mechanism of synthesis. Next we're going to try vibrating a piece of metal attached to wood. That's another method of synthesis. And finally we're going to hit this, um, this stick and that's going to be another form of synthesis. So um, you'll notice that with my voice there's not much attack of the sound and it's more a sustain, but the sustain is more solid. Um, possibly similarly, I think the, the guitar string will be a happy medium between the amount of tack and sustain of the note and finally the the pitch fork which is they're all the same exact note on the piano um, where is it? it's this note here on the piano if anyone wants to get the alright there it is and ah uh, ah 
right? I'm probably the least consistent of the lot, but sure look, that's that's what happens when a human singing a note. And then, like, the human vocal cords are like a synthesizer and so on. Human voice can change the timbre as much as a different instrument can, almost so. I dropped an octave there. But hopefully, you get the idea on some amount. So, just for the crack again, I'm gonna play these three chords using the three different items, okay? So I'm using a little bit more context, just so you at home can decide if which you would prefer. Personally, it's more of a feel, an emotional thing, uh, what implement I use to strike the guitar. Well, I, I like using my fingers at the moment because I got very kind of upset because I kept believing that I needed a certain guitar to be good at guitar. So I was like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna focus on my own brain and my own everything. And uh, I'm just going to use my own fingertips, or else, uh, yeah, because it's all, it's not about the guitar, it's all about the fingers, and it's not even about the fingers, it's the, the person behind it. Okay, so here's your three new chords today, strummed with the thumb, here we go. Um, e, E, I hope you guys are practicing these chords while I've been talking, E7, so that's the thumb. Here's the plastic plectrum points. A lot more higher frequency content than that. Much sharper sound. You can really hear the percussiveness of that plectrum going across the string. And finally we have the coin. Even more. I really like that, I must say. Back to the low, much warmer sound. Um, all right, so that's the that's your three options there. So I hope you hope you got a bit out of that. Um, you can use any coin, any currency. And one famous guy called Brian May filed down his. Uh, it was a Britain halfpence or something, uh, with the Queen's face on it, and uh, he filed it down, alright, and that's how he did his thing. So, strumming pattern, and then we have the chords, okay, we'll go over the string names. We'll go over the string names, okay. Uh, well, use your plec or your thumb or whatever you need to. So, we're going to go over... Um, just the right hand, some more right hand stuff. So if you're getting bored with what I'm saying, you guys can keep, you guys can jump ahead and try to figure out how to do these A, D7 chords and E7, because I know, um, I know, I know, I know, I know, whatever. Okay. Okay, that's the, that's the drum beat. Here we go. So we're gonna have a go at, our, 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 our new chords. Alright, it's time. It's time. Alright, here we go. Just before we do that, we're going to go over our string names and our finger names. Okay, so for these chords, we need three fingers. Okay, we need our index finger, which on the paper is represented as number one. On the piece of paper, we also need um, a black dot is filled in and that says number two on it, and that represents our middle finger. And the final finger we need for today is our ring finger, which is represented by a three on the piece of paper there. For people listening to this, you can simply Google uh, E7, A7, and D7 at your leisure. On the screen, I also have a strumming pattern, which is written down as I think I've already described it, the blues form in A and the string names. Okay, so we're going to go over the string names to play along. Okay. Just, uh, just practice going, you know, picking down. In a, in a little while, we're going to go practice going down up. So you can, if you're feeling very ambitious, you can try the down up. But I recommend you guys just stick to the down. Okay, we're just hitting that E string. 
and I'm gonna have to go into how to hold the black drum. Okay, here's how to hold the black drum. So, we have our hand, it's a good hand. I have been employed as a hand model. Here we go. Uh, here's the plectrum. Alright, can you see that there? It doesn't matter what kind of plectrum you have. You hold out your hand. You make a fist. You loosen. There we are, dead on. Okay. Woo! We have our hand. We're going to loosen our hand just until the knuckle of our index finger. Can you see that there? Our knuckle of our index finger lines up with our thumb. So let's do that again. We're loosening our hand slowly. Um, so that our thumb is lining up with the, the bone of that index finger. Now this is just what I recommend. Uh, although I've nearly tried every way there is. But anyway. This is what works for me. Uh, get that fist. Loosen it up just until the thumb lines up with the top of that index finger. Just like so. There's a bit of a gap there you can see in my hand. A little bit of a gap. Could I fit that in there? I don't know. Now, the plectrum goes right in like a so. And that's it. You can either move it. I'll, go, I'll do that again. Don't worry. You can either move it with the wrist or the forearm. Or a combination of both. Alright, and this is the movement. It's just literally side to side most of the time. When you're when you've been playing like all your life, this is all you'll be doing. And you go woo but meanwhile your hand is only moving this much. Uh, where's the hand? You see how little my hand's moving? Okay, my hand's barely moving. You'll get people starting off and they'll be moving their whole hand up and that's fine. But you need to be if you wanna play for feckin' my general when I'm doing rehearsals it's at least for five hours straight. Uh for lucky we have an couple of coffee or something. But uh if you wanna play for five hours straight, man, you're gonna have to conserve your energy. Cause otherwise you're gonna be there like an Egypt, you know, pulling muscles trying to get exhausted, having to take breaks all the time, drinking loads of coffee, trying to stay awake because you're so exhausted, having the next day sore arms. Uh, so you gotta, it'll all come with time, don't worry. So I'm gonna go over and hold this spectrum because it's extremely important. And I'll keep telling you all this stuff over and over and over, so don't worry. I've had to really learn how to play guitar a few times in my life because my technique wasn't, was doing me physical harm. Alright, so I'm loosening up my hand I'm sliding in that plectrum. I know this might be a bit blurry, but you look. And that's it. Alright, here's my hand. You've got to make sure that there's no stress anywhere. Or you will pull a muscle, baby. Alright, and this is the motion. Just get that G string. And strike it down, up, down, up, down, up, down. We get a close-up here of the E string. It's an exaggerated motion here. So really it's just this hand moving sideways really, just even that much motion. And that's why you need um, a plectrum which won't have a conversation with the... A plectrum that won't have a conversation just demonstrating the, the holding the plectrum from different angles just so you can see it because this really confused the hell out of me so when you're for years so when you have the plectrum here okay you want to have it pointing directly into you so the plectrum is facing into you and then you're holding it like so hopefully well, I get a I'll get a pink plectrum hopefully you can see that better uh, pink plectrum okay. alright all the angles if you're if you're looking ahead, keep practicing with your blues form there, keep practicing with your A, D and E7. So I haven't showed you yet, we're going to find out if you're right. Okay, so finger names. We have our finger names. Index, 1. Middle finger, 2. Ring finger, 3. Um, Alright, here we go. So we're going to have a look at these new chords. Now that we know how to hold our plectrum. pointing towards ourselves. Okay, do you see this motion here? Your hand needs to be resting, relaxed on it. Here's my motion. Very almost like just going like this. 
so relaxed. When you start playing guitar, your boss has been shouting at you, you're affecting kids or screaming at you, and you're fucking stressed out of your mind. Um, you start to get stressed out, you're like, oh, I just need to play guitar to relax. You go to the instrument all stressed out, and then you pull a rock and roll muscle. You pull your you pull your crowd surfing muscle or something. So you gotta make sure that be aware of all these knots of tension, because it can. Oh, Jesus, that was a crack there. Um, if you're very lucky, you'll have someone to massage you. If you're very lucky, but we're not all in that position. It's recommended though for high performers. Okay, here's how to do the chords. Can you lovely people see the chords? Okay, here we go. So we're going to do E first. String names. We've got Big E, we got A. You can see on the chart there, okay, the biggest string is the Big E and the smallest string is the little E, as you can see on the chart there, okay? I think it's, it's explanatory enough. So we got the Big E, we're hitting that together, moving down to the A. You gotta learn these strings off. Uh, we don't think that was a chord. Well, do whatever you want, baby. B, coming up to G, coming up to D. Just play along. If you ever don't know what to do, either, just, just entertain yourself. Ideally, don't be on your phone. Just, ah, sure, do whatever. I break all the rules anyway. Alright, E, B, G, D, A, E. Okay, here we go. We're all warmed up now. That's a great way to do a warm up. Just one hand. Down up 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 Incorporate the other hand if you want. But we won't play with that just yet. So, yeah, moving on. And back to the chord, we've got our E string, E7 chord. Alright. Now, for our E7 chord, we're going to replace this in our blues cycle, these seventh chords, with our regular chords, which we've been doing for the last few weeks. So, feel free to, do, to interchange them and so on. Now, traditionally, what people do is they'd only introduce the E7 chord. Uh, as a substitution on the turnaround there instead of E um, to add forward momentum to the song by adding that instability so then you get that super um, stable comfort nest when you get back to that powerful A chord which is the old tonic come from the dominant to the dominant I think is subtonic the word for four subdominant I think subdominant I can't remember anyway sure look we're moving on. Here we go. E chord, E7 chord. Here we go. We've got our middle finger there on the A string, second fret. We've got our index finger on the first fret of the G string. Okay, so once again, we've only two fingers on the guitar. We have our middle finger and our index finger, but where are they? Our middle finger is. Do you know what's even easier way of describing this? Just do your regular E chord and take out your ring finger. Okay? So if you guys know how to do an E chord, which I hope you do, because you've been learning it, just take out your ring finger. Alright, and that's an E7 chord. Wasn't that easy? You already know one brand new chord. And try to cycle through all those strings from the bottom or from the top, whichever you like, and you'll notice that maybe two or three strings aren't ringing out properly. And that's to do with your technique. Alright? Your fingers and your calluses are still working up. That'll take another few weeks, people. But just keep doing your best. If you can, learn on some uh, classical Spanish guitar, get a cheap one out of uh, some charity shop or whatever. There's no need to pay a lot of money, less than 50 anyway. Um, you can always get like a, like spend a few grand on a, on a guitar if you want in a few weeks time. You just need a guitar, a tuner would be very beneficial. A plectrum for the crack. Now you're gonna lose all your plectrums. So if you can buy a multi-pack or something because as soon as you put down a plectrum, it's gone. It's gone. 
they run away. So can you see this tune and fork here? So this is the kind of right angle we want to be approaching the guitar from. Uh, in a severe knuckle bend there in the first knuckle on that index finger, right? See this? In and out. Because what happens is people are lying their fingers on the guitar. Lying their fingers down, lying their fingers up. And that's muting the other strings, okay? I'm just going to play um, this note here. One note, can you guys see that? One note on the guitar. And now I'm going to try and play the string below it. They're both the same note, by the way, so maybe this wasn't a good example. And as I... As I lean, start to line my finger on the guitar, it mutes the string below, so you can hear where there was once a nice, lovely open string, you're just hearing this muted sound now, which sounds nice, but it's not the sound we want in this situation. Okay, so when you kind of when you kind of lie your fingers all over the guitar instead of being in and out, um, making direct points of contact on the frets, uh, it's only your fingertips are what should be on the guitar. And then there'll be somebody writing in going, uh, what's this part of your hand? Palm writes or something, and people saying, it's okay if your palms to write, it's okay if your palms go in there. Alright, we've got to keep moving. We're not talking about political correctness right now. That's for the morning show. Right, we've got E7. So that's very handy, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? You already know your E chord, so you want to do E7 just to take out that ring finger. Okay? And for all my audio listeners, that's open E, ring finger on the, sorry, excuse me, middle finger on the second fret A string, open D string, index finger on the G string, first fret, open B string, open little E, one more time from the bottom, open little E, open B, first fret index finger on the G string, open D, that's also known as the fourth string, and second finger, middle, middle finger on the second fret of the A string and finally open E string. That is your E7 chord. Alright, now onto our next chord we have is A7. Now be careful with this chord because a lot of people do this wrong. Um, you're welcome to do it any way you like but here's how I would recommend doing it. Um, because when it comes to learning all the chords this is the best way for for learning all the chords as fast as possible using this, this finger here. So we're only going to use two fingers. We're going to use our middle finger and we're going to use our ring finger. So our middle finger goes on the D string 4th fret and our ring finger goes on the B string 4th fret. It should sound like this. Alright, so we've only two fingers on the guitar once again. Our middle finger, which is finger 2, and our ring finger, which is finger 3. Um, and we're going to play it from the top. So we've got open A. D strings, we got something on the second fret there, middle finger, we got open G string, sounds gorgeous, middle ring finger, in fact, on the B string, second fret, and open little E string. How nice does that sound, suspenseful. Now in comparison, listen, listen to that A major chord, which is different fingering. Um, I'd also recommend, you know, switching between these two, switching between A and A7. So if you want to do that, here's your regular A chord. Now, you want to lift up your index finger and then finally move up your um, middle finger up one string, okay? And that will give you that A7 sound. Now, most people will not be able to ring out that index finger because they have, don't have that angle quite right on the guitar which we were talking about. So you need to make a lovely little space for that G string to ring out. Because um, that's the note, which is the seventh note, which tells it apart from a regular A compared with, is that right? Yeah. And, okay, there we are. Okie dokies. That's the A7 chord. Um, just two fingers needed for that. Okay, here we go. He's still moving. We're on D7 now. Same as, these chords are all in families, okay? So all the E chords, you play open E chords, you're gonna play all the strings generally speaking. All the A chords, you're not going to play that big E string on all the A chords. And all the D chords, you're not going to play those top two strings, alright? You're only going to play four strings for your D chord family. E chord family, A chord family, D chord. It's more, not so much families as chord shapes. So it's say, excuse me, E chord shapes, A chord shapes, and, um, and so on. And that, once you learn things this way, it allows you to play um, guitar the whole way up the neck uh, without missing the beat. I can show you if you want. Here we go. Here's C, C, 
all the same chord the whole way up the neck. How did he do it? I'll show you. Uh, but not today, because you've still got your training wheels on, unfortunately. It's going to take a lot of hours. Alright, here's our D chord. Okay, we're on D7. Um, dudes and dudettes. So I call this a, uh, a triangle as well, because you remember, um, it looks, looks, looks like a triangle, excuse me. So we need our index finger, middle finger, and ring finger. For this one, we're only hitting four strings. That's the four strings close to the bottom. You can see by our chart there, the, uh, the big E and the A are the two strings which we will not be hitting today. All right, we've got our middle finger here on the G string, second fret, our index finger on the B string, first fret, and finally our ring finger on the second fret, little E string. How's that sound? Sounds gorgeous. Again, the primary mistake which people make in this is bad uh, finger placement. I don't know if you can you where's the camera there? There it is. Whee! There's the camera. So they tend to here's good form and then here's bad form lying on the guitar in angular motion instead of that sharp instead of that kind of sharp right angle. Okay, so middle finger, G string, second fret, index finger, first fret, B string, ring finger, second fret, E string, and finally that open D string. Alright, so once we get comfortable with all these chords, and in your own in your own time, I'll go through with you as well in the near future. Change between um, it's so gorgeous when you do stuff like this. Listen to uh, when you change when you go from A to A7. D to D7 to E to E7 to A. Did you hear that? And all we did was we just went from A, we just went from the chords we learned last week, last few days, to the new chords, to the seventh chords we transitioned. So you can see, for example, there in our blues, how we might implement these techniques is in our blues program right here okay so we got a so we want to play an a for the one and two and three and four okay we got another d coming so we're just using and three those chords now we got two bars of a so maybe we could use um an a7 in bar four for that one okay so let's try that one out one bar three and two and three and we'll change it up so we're going to change the seven two and three opens it up keep add suspense going into D for bar what we bar, bar five one and two and three into D seven one and two and three and back to A A into A seven let's try going to uh, E seven two and three and four and D seven and three and four and A seven and two and three and you can just make up your own mind and also kind of improvise to the extent where you you throw in your own passing notes of uh, sevenths. And for some reason the camera has shit the bed. Camera has shit the bed, yeah, yeah. But that's okay, because we're getting the camera back, yeah, yeah, oh, yay. Uh, make sure you guys comment below to help influence the direction of these guitar lessons because um, I may be focusing too much on one thing and not enough on another thing but I won't know unless you tell me. So have your voice heard. Have your voice heard and comment, interact, share, all the things. Did I mention buy the merch? Check the links below for all the latest merch stuff. We've got Create Now merch. You can buy uh, your own white instruments. Uh, and then you can write your own names on it and so on. Uh, we got the hats for sale. we got the unisex clothing line stuff for sale. It's all the best of the best as regards... It's good. Alright, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We're doing guitar lessons right now. So we're on our last 10 minutes. So what would be beneficial right now? Okay. 
we will go over these chords. Alright, what's all the parts of the guitar? Hopefully this might be the last day we have to do this. Alright, what's this thing called here? Sound comes out of. Sound hole. This thing here which I have, you can't really see there, but there's a thing there to protect the, the guitar from um, from plaque damage, and that's called the pick guard. Then we have this thing here, you walk over, it's called the bridge. And then we have all these things here, Jesus keeps guitar in tune. The tuners. Um, what's the support mechanism that helps with the bowing of the neck? Truss rod. I think it's T H or U S S space R O D. It's just a bowing mechanism. You can adjust the bow. It's kind of like an archer, and you, and you can adjust how much the archer is pulling their hand back, and that uh, needs to be adjusted depending on the season, um, because the wood will uh, expand and contract, contract and expand. I don't know which word goes first traditionally. Um, but that's the crack with that. Guitars can be made of all kind of woods. Uh, alder, mahogany, either of those two woods. <laughs> um, and it's usually to do with uh, a hard wood that can be easily sourced at the right price. It's not necessarily to do with the best wood that could possibly be used. And also, um, what's very, very important is how easy the wood is to work with. Because when someone's building a, a guitar company, um, they want to make the most profit imaginable, right? So they buy the wood at the possible, the most usable wood at the best price, best wood they can get at a certain price or whatever, at their price point. Because they're like, right, if we want to sell this guitar for 500 euro, we're going to have to make it for 100 euro. Because we're going to have to spend like 200 euro on advertising, we're going to have to spend... Uh, 100 euro on insurance and we're going to have to pay 100 euro for someone to make the thing and then if we're lucky we'll make 50 euro profit I think I ran out of euros there but anyway business is tight um, so yeah you can make guitars out of all kinds of, of wood um, I've even made guitars out of fire doors, I built guitars out of maple and so on. But one big consideration is how easy the material is to work with. For example, uh, titanium guitars are thought of as one of the kind of really, really good guitars, but titanium is very expensive. Uh, it would probably last a nuclear war, but it might cost a, a lot of money to have um, a titanium uh, metal guitar made. Now, so it is cheaper to have human labour uh, mold a piece of wood into a guitar. Now the tools they use are like hammers and screwdrivers and what are those things called? Ch 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 chisels and, and so on. I can show you some of the tools here which we use for making the instruments. For making the instruments, yeah. So the Vegan Steven Crate now uh, product line will all be checked out by myself and all the products will be tried and tested by my, myself as regards there'll be more information to come <laughs> here's an L pliers for yanking out the, the pegs of the guitar here's some, I'll just remind you these uh, I can tell you more if you want, this is uh, lemon oil for helping preserve the fretboard these are just tools of the trade we have a file here for filing the frets so that they're um, they're making a best possible connection with the strings. We have uh, our, it's called a rocker in the trade, and that just helps to tell if the the fretboard, if all the frets are level with each other. Then we have um, a measuring device here, and this is used to count millimeters uh, for string. It's called a string action router. So this, this measures the distance between the strings and the fretboard at the 12th fret. So you can tell 
if um, according to recommended settings if it needs to go up a millimeter or down a millimeter and then you'll also introduce your own knowledge mixed in with the traditional settings to customize your own um, settings and it goes through each different string has a different recommended size and has a different recommended settings for uh, the bass string, acoustic guitar and electric guitar because each of those instruments uh, have a deep different resonance um, so generally bass guitar will have a lower resonance because it's um, made out of hardwood and it's the strings are almost twice as big as the guitar strings the open note on um, a bass is 80 hertz, means it cycles 8 times per second, but I believe the open note on a guitar is uh, 140 hertz or something like that, which means it vibrates almost twice fast. Next we have a file, which is for, again, filing all those frets, because um, the files the frets wear down over time and needs general maintenance, and just also when you're actually building the instrument, you got to make sure that everything is nice and nice and smooth. We've got these string winders here, at the end of them you can pull out the pegs, which is the, the gripping mechanism which holds the string into the actual instrument. Woo woo woo! This part right here. So this is just a string winder. And you can check out the episode on how to wind the strings for why would why does it matter how you wind your strings? Because it helps improve the sustain, tunability of the instrument. Just helps the guitar stay in tune. Um do you know that thing where like someone's fallen over a cliff in a film and there's like one hand there's he's like clinging on by one finger and he's like slipping. That's what your string is like when you don't have it fucking uh screwed in properly. We just put it through the the tuner once and twist it and just go, ah, oh, that'll do. You gotta wrap it around a few times in a using a certain technique, which I show you guys the recommended technique from all my years of knowledge. Um, I'm so, uh, the word might be anal or such a perfectionist, that when I go into a guitar shop, I often feel like getting sick at looking at the way the guitar techs wind the strings, because like, oh, Jesus, what are these lads up to? So, um, listen. Even if you tune it really, even if you use my tuning system, which I didn't invent, um, I just studied the greats. Um, you can watch that video, all right? Um, and it, I think it will definitely improve your uh, how long your guitar stays in tune. Definitely, I would definitely say that by at least ten percent. Uh, okay. Hopefully everything's lovely and rocking. Okay. So we gotta we gotta go. Um, keep practicing your strings. Alright, if you can try to create some cool games for yourself. We're gonna go over these chords and how to finger them and then the next day we'll probably uh, once you've practiced, you know yourself, we'll be ready for the next day to use them in our blues cycle, alright? In our next lesson. This is around lesson, lesson 6 or 7 or something. Alright, e, e, E7. We'll need two fingers for E7. We need our index finger and a middle finger. We're going to put our middle finger on the A string 2nd fret. We're going to put our index finger on the 1st fret G string. So where are our fingers? Middle fingers on the A string 2nd fret and index fingers on the 1st fret G string, okay? Just play up and down that the play up and down all the strings and make sure that they're all ringing out. And if they're not ringing out, it's either that you're not pressing down. You gotta make sure your finger is right up to the fret, right up to the fret, but not touching it. You want a one plectrum distance away from the fret. I'll show you an example right now. Here's a plectrum. Here's the fret. Where are we? Here we are. So go right up to that fret. And leave one plectrum's distance. That's a plectrum there. One plectrum's distance on its side from touching the fret. So you're pretty much, you're pretty much just touching the fret. Um, pretty much. All right. Going right up to it. So what I'm saying is, go right up to it, but don't kiss it. Uh, and definitely don't go over the fret because that introduced muting. I can give you an example of what muting sounds like now. Here's um, here's an open string, and here's muting being introduced, the note is getting dull, and I'm going to take off the mute, 
Okay, so that's what happens when you go over the fresh, okay? So for ultimate tone, get right up in there. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, questions below, that's all for today. So we just went through how to hold a plectrum. Um, that's so important. Index finger and thumb only and keep that keep that position going. There's loads of bad habits you can get into and I'm keeping you guys in the straight and narrow. Alright, that's it. I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye.